Hello my dear Revive Nations family. This is Pastor Priji here and I'm tuning in all the way from Bangalore. I'm so excited to join along with you and worship with you and pray with you and together be part of this family that is seeing something so supernatural and so prophetic in our day and time. This is an amazing season of life that we are in. This is a brand new year that the Lord has blessed us with. And in this season, we are not without direction. In fact, our prophet, our leader, our father, uh, prophet Shaiju Matthew, he has been giving us prophetic insight right from the beginning of the year. And this has been in continuation for of what he had been teaching us through the entire of last year. The Lord told us that we are in the midnight hour and the Lord taught us how to behave in this midnight hour and the Lord has been preparing us to deal with the darkest times and the seasons of our lives, our churches, our ministries, our cities and nations and our governments and the world around us, how they are going to react and what they are going to do and how we have to respond back to them and how we need to grow even in this midnight hour. This is what the Lord has been teaching us and giving us such in-depth information about. And I hope that you have not been careless or not attentive to the details that has been hidden in each and every sermon or each and every prophetic word that comes week after week to us. The more we give attention to it, the more we give uh, our time, effort, study and prayer to going deeper and going down to the roots of the word that comes to us week after week, the more we will grow in revelation, the more we will grow in understanding and the more we will grow in our ability to obey the word that comes to us. When we just receive it on a surface level, we will not be able to receive the grace that that word carries in its entirety. However, when we are willing to go deeper, we will be able to experience the grace that that word carries and be able to walk in the fullness and the power that comes with that word, that comes hidden in that word. This morning, I want to continue from where our prophet touched on last Sunday. And uh, I hope you remember all the information that was shared about the one world order that is coming and what we need to do as a church to prevent it from happening now, how we need to pray, how we need to be alert and how we need to watch out and resist so that that doesn't happen now in our day and time. One of the reasons we need to do that or resist is because we have so much more people to be saved. We have so many churches to be planted. We have so many nations to be revived. And we have to believe that there will be an extension of the times and the seasons.
and that we will have a little more period of grace that the dispensation of grace will last a little longer you know in my conversations with a lot of people whenever we talk about the end of times or this one world order that is going to come i've seen that even christians sometimes don't believe that that is going to happen whether it happens now or if it happens later will depend on how much we pray and how much we resist but you like it or not this is going to happen and it is biblically accurately proven and written and prophesied about that the one world order the one world government will definitely come to pass will definitely be installed at one point or the other now the harder we pray the harder we resist the more the chances for it to not come to pass in our day or during this season or this year but it is for sure going to come to pass at one point or the other and the reason i'm sharing with you this morning is to give you a little bit of biblical background of this one world order this one world government and how it will function and where it will come about and how will the leadership be and who will be in the leadership of this one world government and where in the bible does it say that the whole world will become one i'd like to address that today and give you a perspective so that you are not caught off guard so that you can go dig deep into these scriptures by yourself and you can know for yourselves first hand from the word of god that everything that we are experiencing and seeing and reading about was prophesied and it was in the word of god and it is something that the lord prepared us and uh, prepared the church to encounter and have a response to for thousands of years now you know if you read second thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7 it reads like this it says this is paul speaking and he says for this lawlessness is already at work but this lawlessness is at work secretly not publicly but secretly this lawlessness has already been at work and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it steps back out of the way it's talking about the spirit of antichrist it's talking about this spirit of satan which is bringing lawlessness which is already at work secretly and in fact if you read the history of humanity in scripture you would see that this spirit has been at work all the way from genesis if you read how the spirit entered into the garden of eden and tried his best to bring in the fall the rebellion against god how he created hurt between adam and eve how he created hurt between cain and abel how he has been doing that for generations from the very first human being and the best example is the chapter 11 of the book of genesis and it talks about 
this particular tower of Babel. That is how the Bible refers to this particular tower. And it says that the people in the whole world came together to build a huge tower. And what they wanted to do was to dwell in one place where there will be safety, where there will be no problems, no struggle, no challenge. If you read the context of it, you will see that there was a flood that had just preceded this particular building of this tower. And during this flood, everybody on the planet drowned. Everybody had to uh, give up their lives, their properties, their uh, belongings. Everything got washed away. So the surviving people that were the family of Noah, when the earth began growing, the Bible says they, one particular group, they said, we have a solution. Let's do this. We know that God is this sovereign person and he may do this again. We don't trust what Noah said that this God is not going to destroy the world again. So they decided we are going to build a tower and we are going to build it so high that it is going to reach to the heavens. It is going to be invincible. It is going to be unconquerable. It is going to be something that a flood cannot wash away. So technically what they were building was something that will protect them from the judgments of God. They had seen the result of the judgment and they wanted to build a system. They wanted to build an environment, a kingdom, a, 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 a whole structure that will help them to reach to a certain level of greatness that even God cannot take them down. Now, if you read God's testament about them, you would see that God agreed to what they believed. God said, yeah, it is true that if they all become one, nothing will be impossible for them. And then the Bible says God comes down and God disperses them. God scatters them. God confuses them. God does not allow their plans to be fulfilled. And ever since that time, that season, the process to rebuild this Babylon has still been at work. And it will happen all the way to the book of Revelation. You will see even in the book of Revelation chapter 17, the one place where you would see this uh, great judgment being poured out is this mysterious woman called Babylon, the great Babylon. And what is this mysterious woman? It is the this is like a false religious system. This is like a world order that is similar to what these guys did in Genesis chapter 11 when they were trying to reach God, when they were trying to escape the judgments that God had poured out on the earth, when they tried on their own ability to become great without the help of God. And the same system is being introduced in the world for us in our day and time. And you would see that this happens all the way to the book of Revelation, even in Revelation chapter 17. 
So I don't want to go into a lot of details, but let me uh, let me fast forward this to the time of Daniel. Now he is serving a Babylonian kingdom again. He is in Babylon. He is uh, serving Nebuchadnezzar and the kings that would reign in Babylon after Nebuchadnezzar. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7 how he saw a vision of the end of time. And Daniel was one person who had great understanding and revelation about the end of time. And uh, he he's written so much details of things that will be parallelly seen and experienced by John in the book of Revelation. And we will touch on a brief, um, a few verses here and there today. Let's read Daniel chapter 7 and verse 3 onwards. This is a vision that Daniel sees. He says, Then four huge beasts came up out of the water, each different from the other. You should remember the key words here, Rush, that it came up out of the water and the other keyword is four huge beast. And it says, verse 4, the first beast was like a lion with eagle's wings. So the keyword here is lion. Verse 5, then I saw a second beast and it looked like a bear. The keyword being bear. Verse 6, then the third of these strange beasts appeared and it looked like a leopard. Now, this verse, the keyword being leopard. The reason I'm not reading the entire scripture in detail is because there's too much of details there and we can spend hours discussing the details and the interpretation of that. I just want you to remember those three things. There are four beasts. They come up out of the water. The first beast looked like a lion. The second one looked like a bear. The third one looked like a leopard. Now, these may sound like three different personalities, and yet they are not three different personalities. They are three different manifestations of the same person. You may ask me, why am I saying that? Let's go to the book of Revelation to understand that in a little more detail. This is Revelation chapter 13 and verse 1 onwards. This is John seeing the exact same vision years later, hundreds of years later. The Bible says, Then I saw one, okay, here he is not seeing multiple beasts, here he is seeing one beast. He says, Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. How many beasts did Daniel see? He saw four rising up out of the water. He saw one beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. We will come back to understand the scripture a little later. Let's jump to verse 2. It says, The beast, this beast, looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear 
and the mouth of a lion now does it connect to something that daniel saw what were the three beasts that daniel saw the first one looked like a lion the second one looked like a bear the third one looked like a leopard now john sees the beast and it has the features of all the three the leopard the bear and the lion and the bible goes on to say and the dragon gave the beast his power and throne and great authority wait a minute who is this dragon that the bible talks about you will have to rewind to revelation chapter 12 and understand from revelation chapter 12 that the dragon is the great serpent that fell down from heaven the serpent that deceived eve the serpent that had a lying tongue the serpent that deceived all the people of the world it says that this dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority what do you mean his own power and throne and great authority if you will remember when jesus was tempted for 40 days and at the end of the temptation jesus was taken to a high place and he was shown this same dragon this same serpent this satan he came to jesus and the bible says he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth in a moment of time and he said if you will worship me i will give this to you so jesus was offered the same thing by the same dragon which jesus of course rejected and he said i'm not going to worship you i'm only going to worship god the father i'm only going to worship god and that is why jesus rejected that is how jesus rejected it and now we see a second personality who was given all the power and the throne and the great authority that the dragon had it says the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority who is this dragon this dragon is the serpent and who is the beast the beast is the leader who gets the king or the president or the uh, call it whatever you want to call him this is the beast who will get the power the throne and the great authority of all the kingdoms of the world that satan offered to jesus originally will now be given to the beast and who is this beast this beast is the same guy that daniel referred to looks like a leopard like a bear and like a lion now let's understand a little more details verse 3 it says and then i saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery but the fatal wound was healed the whole world marveled at this miracle and what did they do they gave allegiance to the beast now it says that something happened with this great world leader 
the moment that this dragon gave him all his power and throne and authority it says that he recovered from a fatal wound or a fatal attack or something disastrous something that could have wiped out his leadership ability something that could have wiped out his government his his uh, kingdom it says that he overcame that and he recovered from that and because of which the whole world marveled at this miracle and they gave their allegiance to this beast so let me ask you this could it be that this beast is somebody who has the ability to help us overcome a very deadly disease that's spreading all over the world could this beast be somebody who has the ability to help the economies of the world recover from something that is totally fatal could this beast be somebody who is able to uh, revive and resurrect the political systems of the world that is uh, going crazy and that is in divided and hurting from every direction it says that i saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery for the whole world it may look like this is impossible and yet the beast because he has been given power and throne and great authority by the dragon himself it says he will be healed he will miraculously recover he will resurrect the whole system when the world says that there is no treatment for this particular virus or this particular issue or this particular problem this guy will miraculously with the devil's help with the dragon's power he will miraculously heal the system he will resurrect the system and it says and as a result the whole world what will they do they will first marvel at this miracle and second they will give allegiance to this beast that is the scary part where this one world order will begin to be established it will not happen quickly in a moment of time but it will definitely happen eventually a day will come when the whole world will give their allegiance to the beast it says in verse 4 they worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power so these are worshipers of the dragon these are worshipers of satan not just literally but everybody that believes in anything except the real god today also they are believing in the dragon they are worshiping the dragon they are worshiping the god of lies they are worshiping the god of this world and the bible says they worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power that he is able to resurrect the uh, the the whole fatal uh, wound that the system had or one of his heads had and it says that they did not just worship the dragon or they did not just worship the satan 
but they also started worshipping the beast they worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power and they also worshiped the beast saying who is as great as the beast they exclaimed who is able to fight against him so this will be one of the marks of the new world order that it will be surrounded by such awe and such worship and such reverence to this great world leader who is able to resurrect economies or who is able to help fix global problems of virus or sicknesses or plagues or pandemics this guy is able to bring a one stop solution for things that everybody thought there is no end to it there is no answer to this and everybody will look at him and say wow who is able to outdo this guy who can ever be a better president than this guy who can ever do something else that can be uh, better than this guy everybody will be in awe of this guy the bible says then verse 5 then the beast it says then the beast was allowed the keyword here being allowed it says then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against god and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months you should understand this it says that he was allowed to do this which means he is still not the boss he cannot do anything unless he is allowed to do that it says that he was allowed to, to speak great blasphemies against god if he had to be allowed which means it means that god was still in control in the midst of all of this when it is written in the scripture it is not written to tell you that this beast is going to be so big that now god is lost control of the world no even at this point god is still sovereign god is still in control of the whole world and it says this beast was allowed for a season to speak blasphemies against god and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months if you would calculate that in years that will be exactly 3 and a half years 3 years and 6 months and what did he do in those 3 and a half years verse 6 it says and he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against god slandering his name and his dwelling that is those who dwell in heaven and the beast was allowed to wage war against god's holy people and to conquer them and he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation couple of things that you need to note is this this guy is going to blaspheme against god he is going to say things that is going to be hurtful in every way to the character and the personality of god and he will slander the name of god and slander the dwelling place of god he will go against everything that is in heaven and then it talks about how this beast or this 
leader of this one world government he is going to wage war against god's holy people so he is going to specifically fight believers christians those that take a stand about the scriptures that they believe in this one world government leader he is going to wage a war against them the bible says not only will will he wage a war against them it says he will be allowed to even conquer them wow that is scary because we would like to believe that we will have the upper hand yes ultimately we will but it says for a brief period of 42 months he is going to have the upper hand he is going to even conquer god's holy people and then he says and he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation is there any tribe that is left out of this no every tribe jew or gentile black or white any races on the planet earth every language every nation this beast will be given authority to rule over them now let's go to verse 8 very important scripture it says and all the people who belonged to this world worshiped the beast they are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made in other words what he is saying is that when this happens when this one world government is formed and the one world government leader president dictator chancellor whoever he is when he takes over everybody who belongs to this world is going to worship the beast and then there is going to be a different group of people whose names are written in the lamb's book of life if their names are written in the lamb's book of life if their salvation is secure if they have received jesus christ as their lord and their savior if they are willing to follow jesus even to the point of death they are not going to worship the beast but the people who belong to this world they are going to worship the beast now here is a question of your identity where do you truly belong if you read the book of revelation you will always find this one term that will be repeated the earth dwellers or those that belong to the world that is repeated throughout the whole book of revelation and it's talking about a particular group of people whose identity security belonging everything is to this world and such people will truly end up worshiping the beast the ones that will not worship the beast are the ones whose names are written in the lamb's book of life so if you want to be sure that you will not be trapped in this uh, deception that you will not be trapped in this uh, world that is going to come about the only way for you to secure yourself is to make sure that your name today is written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb of god who was slaughtered 
even before this world was made if you will have your name registered there if you will have your heart sold out for jesus then nothing in this world will be able to steal your worship not the beast not the miracles not the one world government not the resurrection not the greatness power authority dominion of this dragon none of that will be able to impress or deceive you but if you do not have this it's very easy for the enemy to sway you away and take you into the ways that he wants you to let me quickly finish by reading a few more verses from revelation chapter 13 it says in verse 11 onwards then i saw another beast come up out of the earth see the first beast it looked like the leopard the bear and the lion he was given authority for 42 months right now let's talk about the second beast it says then i saw another beast that came up out of the earth the first one came up out of the water the second one came up out of the earth he had two horns like those of a lamb but he spoke with the voice of a dragon it says in verse 12 that he exercised all the authority of the first beast which is over all the nation tribe language everybody he exercised all that authority and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed now he did astounding miracles even making fire flash down to the earth and from the sky while everyone was watching and with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast he deceived all the people who belonged to this world all the people you remember the people that belonged to this world it says he deceived every single one that belonged to this world and then he ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life he was then permitted to give life to this statue so that he could speak then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die he required everyone small or great rich and poor free and slave to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name wisdom is needed here let the one with understanding solve the meaning of this number of the beast for it is the number of a man his number is sits 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 now again this is a very interesting portion we don't have all the time to study this but let me just explain this in quick language you remember that when daniel saw his vision he saw four beasts and the first three john also saw and he said this beast he said it is just one beast different manifestations of bear lion and leopard and yet this one beast will have 
authority for 42 months then he says a second beast will come after the 42 months is over the first one will come out of the water the second one will come out of the earth now if you read the book of revelation it's very self explanatory because it talks about the water being the masses of people human beings the different nations in revelation chapter 17 so it talks about the first leader that will come the first beast that will come he will come out of the earth out of the people of the world but the second it says he came out of the earth which means this guy is going to be a total demonic figure and yet i believe that the two beast that even that's written in revelation chapter 13 is two different manifestation of the same personality the antichrist will still remain the same from the beginning of the seven year period to the end of the seven year period but he will have two different personalities the first personality will do whatever we read about in the first by the first beast and the second personality what he will do is he will go all out now he will make it mandatory for everybody on planet earth to worship him in the the first beast also people worshiped him they marveled at him but it was not mandatory it was man everybody were awed by him and they were like oh my god this is so cool and all of that and they worshiped him but in the second half of the seven year period the first three and a half years is voluntary worship the second half or the second three and a half year period it is not going to be voluntary it is going to be must because it says this beast is going to command everybody on planet earth to worship him to worship this image to worship what he has made to worship the uh, greatness of the first beast and if he doesn't do if somebody refuses to do it then that person must die it says in verse 15 if anybody doesn't worship this first beast he must die and second he's going to make a new currency a new ecosystem completely different ecosystem by which nobody can buy or sell or do anything without the name or the number or the mark of this particular beast which is explained to be the number 666 and it says wisdom is needed for us to understand this and of course we will have a need so much of discernment to understand what it is in our day and time and le- yet let me explain this in whatever little way i can it's talking about a time where everybody will have to have to have to subscribe to a one world order they have to subscribe to their way of running and doing things we have to subscribe to their way of worship which means we have to renounce our way of worship and we have to accept their way of life 100% and if we do not do that we will be forced to die if we do not do that we will not be able to buy anything or sell anything legally if we do not do that we will become anti establishments anti government we will become traitors 
in the eyes of the law. The Bible talks about a time like that which is coming. Let me read a little more about the second beast from Daniel. You remember the Daniels of four beasts. I didn't read about the fourth beast. Let me just read about him. It says in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 7. It says then in my vision that night I saw a fourth beast. This guy was terrifying, dreadful and even strong. Why? Because it devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts and it had 10 horns. It goes on to say in verse 23, then he said to me, the you know, Daniel is having a conversation with an angel and the angel is telling him the meaning of this fourth beast. He says this fourth beast is the fourth world power that will rule the earth and it will be different from all the others because it will devour the whole world trampling and crushing everything in its path its 10 horns are 10 kings who will rule that empire so this is what i believe that the one world government that is going to be established will divide the whole world into 10 continents or into 10 parts or 10 provinces and there will be one king in each province it says and then another king will arise different from the other 10 who will subdue three of them so it will be it will be gradual it will begin with the whole world being divided into 10 groups and then a 11th guy will come who will subdue the three of them who will subdue three out of the 10 and this guy who subdues the three is the one who will be the antichrist now now when we come to revelation chapter 17 and uh, sorry revelation chapter 13 and verse 1 everything will begin to make sense it says Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns and ten crowns on its horns. You remember this? Ten. It should have been ten different kings, but it says it only had seven heads. Why? Because this guy subdued the three, and he became the king over every one of them. and there were 10 horns and 10 crowns so technically the antichrist he will have power over three realms and then the remaining seven will also come and give their allegiance to him when they see his leadership when they see his ability to bring things back into action bring things back into um, life they will bring it to him Let's go back to Daniel chapter 7. It says this king will arise and different that are different from the other 10 and he will subdue three out of them. That is why we only see seven heads there, but still we see 10 crowns. Verse 25 of Daniel chapter 7 it says he will defy 
the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High and he will try to change their sacred festivals and laws and they will be placed under his control for a time, times and half a time. Let me explain this again. A time is one, times is two, double and half a time. So it's one plus two plus half. What is that? That is three and a half. It says a time, a times and half a time, three and a half. So this fourth beast will also rule for three and a half years. Now this is the same guy we see in Revelation chapter 13, who is the second beast. It says that guy will rule for three and a half years also. And you read a little bit more about this in Revelation chapter 17 about how the the ten kings they will come and they will give their authority to the beast and they will be willing to be loyal and and committed and submitted to this beast because of all the power and everything that he will demonstrate let me read revelation chapter 17 verse 12 on which it says the ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power but they will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. So these 10 kings around the world, they are already there secretly at work, but they have not yet risen to power. But they will be appointed for their kingdoms for a brief moment to reign when the beast or when the man of lawlessness is revealed, they will be appointed. And they will all agree to give him their power and authority. Verse 14. Together they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them because he is the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. And his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. So this happens at the end of the seven year period. You remember the first three and a half year period is the voluntary worship period where this beast that comes out of the water is ruling. The second three and a half year period is the forcefully worshipping this beast kind of a period where everybody has to take his mark. Everybody has to worship this image. Everybody has to subscribe to his religion, his perspective and call him God. And he will be terrifying in, in every way. And it says they will go to war against the Lamb himself, against Jesus himself. But Jesus, the Lamb, will defeat them because he is the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings and is called and chosen and faithful ones. In fact, you and I will be with him when he will defeat this beast. Daniel chapter 7 verse 26 and 27. It says, But then the court will pass judgment and all his power will be taken away and completely destroyed. Then the sovereignty, power 
and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the most high that is you and me his kingdom will last forever and all rulers will serve and obey him this is amazing it talks about how this beast is given power for a brief period of time we saw 3 and 1/2 years for the first beast and another 3 and 1/2 years for the second beast both of it will be in the context of this one world government one world order the first one world order will be very pleasing people will be in awe of him and will want to worship him the second 3 and 1/2 years is going to be quite the contrary where people will be forced to worship him expected to worship him without which they will not even get basics of ration or life and then we hear how they will gather together to fight the lamb and the lamb's people and the lamb of god because he is the king of kings and the lord of lords he will destroy and defeat this beast and in daniel it says it's because the court will pass a judgment and all his power will be taken away completely and destroyed and it says then the sovereignty the power the greatness of all his kingdoms under heaven will now be given to the holy people of the most high so this one world government which is being formed all his power the dominion the authority will eventually land into the hands of God's holy people and their kingdom will last forever because the lamb is the king of all of them and all the rulers will serve and obey him paul would say about this moment talk about this moment in the next verse that we started reading this morning this evening it says in second thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8 then the man of lawlessness will be revealed but the lord jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming that is the good news for you and us that is the good news for all of us that are listening this morning or evening or whatever time of the day that you are receiving this word the fact that jesus he is coming you like it or not you understand it or not you perceive it or not jesus is definitely coming but before he comes all of this must take place before he comes the one world government will be established if we pray today we can delay that uh, one world government being established in our day and time so that we have more time to reach the lost so that we have more time to do conferences and crusades and uh, and pray for revival to come down so that we have more souls that we can reach out to more churches that we can plant and more nations that can be touched by the love and the grace and the favor and the mercy of god we have time for that even in our day and time if we will pray and if we will resist and if we will fight for it but if we do not do that then that time if we do not resist then the bible says the man of lawlessness will be revealed 
and when he is revealed we know the catastrophe that he will bring about from revelation chapter 13 and daniel chapter 7 we saw what he will do we saw how he is going to create a whole uh, one world government and everybody will be in awe of him and eventually everybody will be expected to worship him and go to serve him completely but the good news is that even at that time he will not have the final say because my jesus my lamb he is the lord of all lords and the king of all kings and all of god's faithful called chosen ones will come with him and together we will see that at the breath of his mouth and by the splendor of his coming he will slay this man of lawlessness he will slay this beast he will slay the kingdom and the kings of this world and then we will rule with him we will rule for him we will rule in submission to our king we will rule over all the world that's 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 the good news that's what i had to share with you now i know that for some of you this may be a lot of information to take in in uh, 45 to 50 minutes and yet i want you to go back and meditate on some of these scriptures read them for yourselves do not avoid them do not skip them the reason i wanted to read out all these scriptures is so that you will have an appetizer of what the bible talks about the end days and the end times the amount of revelations and preparations that you can gain from studying the scripture is incredible so i really hope that you've been um you've been excited to go and read your bible and get hungry and go deeper and be firmly rooted in what god says about you for the season ahead i hope that this word was a blessing to you if it was do let us know in the comments and uh, let us look forward to hearing more practical and more prophetic perspective about what god is doing in our day and time during this weekend come prepared be expectant be ready like you remember what our prophet mentioned if we can pray fervently till the 16th or the 17th of this month we will see a breakthrough we will see a phenomenal shift that will change the times and the seasons we will be able to push we will be able to resist the antichrist the man of lawlessness from being revealed in our day and time and our dispensation of grace can be extended so let's continue to remain in prayer and let's continue to remain hungry and receptive for the prophetic word that the lord will bring through our prophet this coming weekend until then continue to stay under the mighty hand of god god bless you and have a blessed week ahead